Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Stuff That Matters podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We really appreciate you listening. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast and you want to support us, uh, it would really mean a lot to us if you would give us a rating on Apple Podcasts um, and leave a review if you're enjoying it. It's just one small way that you can support us, help others see our podcast and all that good stuff. Um, so this week, Sydney and I are talking about why we chose to wait until marriage to have sex. This is a topic that's very important to us personally, um, and I hope that you listen to our conversation uh, kind of with an open mind, just hear what we have to say, even if you may not believe it. Um, I just hope you go into it with an open mind and, and maybe challenge yourself as well. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to the Stuff That Matters podcast. We are the Haineses. You don't have to introduce us at this point. Oh. Well, you could, I guess. We are the Haineses. You know, I always wonder, since our last name is Haines, for Haineses, we just put the apostrophe at the end, right? I think so. Also, like, that's the only thing I don't like about my name is yeah. Haineses. Yeah, I also, really don't like that either. same with bo- Bosts. Bosts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the symbols. Some people are so lucky, like uh, camps. Um, like if you're Mullen camps. Yeah. I'm a Mullen camp. Whose house is this? Oh, that's the Mullen camps. Mm, I still don't really like it. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I hope everyone is doing well this week. The Haineses. Is... We're going to try to get over this dilemma and then record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never stop thinking about it. Never, never. No, you're never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Sorry, I just thought about that song. Anyways, the topic for this week is why we waited until marriage to have sex. Boom. Are we allowed to say sex on the internet? Yeah. On the internet? Mm, yep. We just talked <laughs> about porn the other week, so I think oh, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're really pushing the boundaries over here. Sex and porn. What's next? Drugs? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You never know. Maybe. Why not? Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. We waited until marriage to have sex. Isn't that neat? Here's why. <laughs> <laughs> We've laid out as, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we're just typing this out as we're talking. No. Um, I'm going to let Graham go first because this was more important to him than it was to me at first. Fair? Yeah. Okay. What do you, Why did you think it was impar- important to wait until marriage to have sex? Um, because, well, first and foremost, uh, growing up, that's what I was always taught, even before I understood why. That's just kind of what my parents said, and I respected my parents, so they said that, and I said, okay. Thumbs up. And, uh, but the more, I think the more invested I got with my uh, relationship with the Lord, uh, the more I realize that marriage is, or sex is, um, a gift that God has created and reserved for, um, committed marriage relationships, and, um, also, I 
kind of, I think, along with that, learn to, like, learn that sex is a lot more about respect than Mm -hmm. just, like, doing it because you like someone. Yeah. Like, it's a lot deeper than um, just, like, the next step in a relationship. Yeah. Or something you do because you want to, because it feels nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it I think for me, I started to respect myself a lot more than just going and sleeping with anybody mm-hmm. because it's a lot, it's a deep connection and a very emotional thing. And it's, like I said, I, I truly believe that God created sex as a good thing uh, to be between a man and a, and a woman in marriage. And mm-hmm. so that's what, that's what I believe and that's what I kind of was raised with. And um, I still believe that, and I think it's true, and I have absolutely no regret that we waited. Mm-hmm. That you waited your whole life. Yeah. For one, by the way. Yeah. When I met Graham, he was a virgin, so that's pretty cool. Um, before you send us hate mail, by the way, you got to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> it's really important that you listen to both sides and how I t- totally changed my perspective on it. But also this before is I th- did that... This episode is just called Why We Waited Too. So yeah. we would prefer that you believe what we do because that's what we believe. But this is, again, this is what we believe. It is what we believe. But I'm just also, saying it's not like... It's pretty cool, the story. Yeah, I agree. But I'm um, saying nobody should be upset because this is just what we believe. Yeah, that's true. We would like others to believe it as well. But if you don't believe it, that's cool. Can I just preface as like... A Christian like now, like I, like I became a Christian when we met, kind of, yeah, kind of. I mean, I believed in God, but like, started like actually pursuing God when we met. Right. Um. I always forget that people who don't believe in God don't have Christian values. Okay. So when I talk about that, not ne- they don't necessarily have Christian values, is what right. I'm saying. And so when I talk about sex, I always just kind of assume that people think that you should wait. But that's not true, because if you're not a Christian, why would you think that? Right. So, sorry. <laughs> I just, like, always forget that, because now I'm like, I mean, I was raised that way, too. So, that's what I was just thinking about. But before I went on, I wanted to ask you, did your parents tell you that sex was bad? Um, no, they didn't tell me that, but I kind of always thought that. Yeah. I really did think that sex was bad. I remember, um, <laughs> I, I wish they would have told me, like, that it was good and that I just needed to wait. Yeah. Because I think that would have been easier. I think that's how, honestly, I mean, I get that it's a weird subject, especially, I mean, I don't have kids yet, obviously, but I get that it'd be weird to talk about it with your kids, but yeah. it would make life so much easier, just, especially if um, you raise them that way and that's what they have come to believe themselves as well. Then it's just like, sex is a gift, and it should wait until you're married because you need to respect yourself more than that. And then you'd be like, hey, that makes sense. Instead of just don't have sex, well, it's, why? Just don't. <laughs> oh, okay. It's scary. Now I won't. Uh, <laughs> but um, I remember my parents had a book uh, in one of their shelves. It was called Teaching Your Children the, the Truth About Sex. So the way I read it was, the truth about sex, like, <laughs> dun, 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 don't ever do it, and I remember, <laughs> I remember I was at my cousin's house once, and um, 
uh, my aunt and uncle had the same book and my cousin asked about it or something and he was like, what does that mean or something? Like, what do you mean the truth about sex? I was like, that it's bad and you shouldn't do it or something like that. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just what I thought because that's, I read that book title and interpret it, the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I honestly just didn't know because um, I know that's like the go-to for a lot of parents is that it's bad. And I mean, I obviously want to do the same thing like as you to say like, it's actually really awesome, but you have to weigh it for it because out of this context, it's actually just really awful mm-hmm. for you, you know? Um, but rewind <laughs> to when Graham met me and literally like the first night that, and we mentioned this on the porn episode too, but the first night that I hung out with Graham for real, for real was when I was like, I just feel like no one could ever love me because I've had sex with five people. And it was kind of crazy because I feel like I had never said, I know this is like not really on the topic, but I had never said the number five before. Like I'd never said it out loud and it felt like so shameful. Mm -hmm. Like for myself though, like Graham wasn't looking at me like, Oh my God, five. Like (laughs) he was like, just like listening. And, um, it was then that Graham said like, Sydney, like I see you as like, he said, the Lord sees you as like totally pure and restored. And that's how I see you. And when he said that, like my whole perspective on sex and my whole perspective on my relationship with God totally changed because the thing about it is I went to church my whole life and I never really cared about who God was. Like I, I really believed he was real. I mean, I was like, sure. Like, I don't think that all this could come from nothing. That makes sense. Um, but I also thought that I had to be a good person for God to love me. And I also knew I wasn't a good person. <laughs> like, So throughout my high school years, when I viewed sex as a step in a relationship, like once you get to a certain point and you can trust them and you know you're going to be with them forever, you know, <laughs> don't laugh for real. Like it's really how it feels. And you can't say you didn't feel that way, though. Oh, at I'm some saying point. you didn't feel that way. No, you. Me? Yeah, in our relationship. At some point. It kind of feels like you get to a point where you feel like, well, I know we're going to be together forever, like for the rest of our lives. We're going to get married. Or at least that's really like what you want at the time. So what's the point in waiting, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you know you're committed. You are committed. And I had that experience several times unfortunately that's the funny part because every time i believed it right and that's what i was laughing about yeah not to like laugh about it but just like it's just so real yeah it really is and so when i walked down that path and i got to a point and i literally i remember the last time it happened like the last time i had sex with someone before i met graham i was like what am i doing like literally every time this is over I feel so unvalued. Like, I really do. Why am I doing this? And then it was then that I told that to Graham, and he spoke into, like, my spirit and was like, like, the Lord loves you where you are, you know? And I was like, whoa. Like, I don't have to be perfect before I, like, start a relationship with him. And then I just started doing it. Like, I was like, I'm going to be close with God. And I didn't really care about the sex thing still. I just cared about 
like loving the Lord. And then when I decided to really start pursuing him, I started to understand why he left sex as a gift inside of marriage and marriage only. Mm -hmm. At first I thought I was like, I thought like, okay, God, what's the point? And you like holding back something that I like is obviously really fun, (laughs) you know? Like what, why are you just trying to keep something good for me? Why would you do that? And then I realized he wouldn't just do that for no reason. It's not like God's just like some evil man sitting on top of this cloud somewhere thinking like, how am I going to ruin Sydney's life today? Like (laughs) he's like trying to protect me. And so when I viewed that outside of what I wanted and inside of like who God actually is, I was like, oh, he was just trying to protect me the whole time, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's when, I mean, when I started to like, obviously like change the way I viewed it. Cause before it wasn't something I valued to wait until marriage for, even though that's what I was taught. But there was one time that you talked to me, we were, we were just dating, not for very long. And do you remember what you said to me about my future husband? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll say that because it was really cool. (laughs) We talked about it before. Did I? Yeah. On here? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's for this episode, so who cares? Um, Well, I don't remember um, where, I don't remember where I heard it, but um, it's kind of just the concept of, like, I told her that I wanted to, like, I respected her enough to treat her in a way that I could look, like, we had been dating, obviously, and I think at that point we knew that we wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. I think we knew that pretty early on, but um, obviously... I mean, like we thought we knew, right. like anybody else would. Right. Obviously, I would prefer that, but um, there's always a chance that it wouldn't work out when you're still dating. I mean, right. any, any circumstance, whatever. So my mindset um, was that I wanted to treat her in a way that I... like. If I was not the one that she was going to marry, I wanted to be able to look her husband, future husband in the face if it wasn't me, and tell him that I treated her uh, with respect and with dignity and um, that I basically, basically that in a way that would make her future husband like happy and proud that I respected her and that I treated her well until then he married her. So, yeah. And and I didn't want to like be I didn't want to look her husband in the face and say we didn't wait and sorry <laughs> like yeah. what sorry I emotionally scarred your wife yeah <laughs> like sorry about all the damage that I caused to your relationship yeah yeah I just I remember hearing that and I was like who are you <laughs> what are you talking about well, like, I didn't come up with being it. respectful of my future <laughs> husband I know you didn't come up with it but even for you to like actually implement that value in your life is yeah. really cool. And I remember one time, this is just like piecing stuff together, but um, one time, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're like, eh, I kind of want to have sex. Like, I want to, but I don't want to, whatever. We've all been there. All right. Don't act like it wasn't you. And (laughs) (laughs) there was this one really weak moment for me and Graham. I remember it. And you might not remember it. It probably happened a few times. I mean, we talked ourselves out of it, but it's fine. I don't think, obviously, it didn't ever actually happen because we waited. But 
I remember him saying um, something along the lines of like, like, why are we waiting? You know, which it was more of a question, not like an action. I don't even think we were actually together. We like, were literally across the country. We were talking. Oh, yeah. We, we were, were like texting. texting. Yeah. So it wasn't about to happen or anything. It wasn't a weak moment. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> strictly hypothetical. And um, I was like, well, honestly, like, I know what it's like to think that you're going to end up with some person. And then for it to not work out, like to truly believe with your whole heart that it's going to work out and you're going to be with them in the end. And so you think it's okay to have sex with them and then it doesn't work out. And I really don't want you to feel like damaged like I do because of it. Mm -hmm. And I really believed that. And it became more of a value after that too, but it was pretty cool to see how like (laughs) whenever I was weak, Graham for sure stepped up and whatever. Graham had like one week moment. Hmm. <laughs> I stepped up too, but it just became a really big value for both of us because the thing was like, I mean, at some point I was like, well, we've waited this long, you know, <laughs> let's just keep going, you right. know, especially when we got engaged. I was like, nope, there's no point. In We're so close. Yeah. We can do it. And, um, I honestly like, I feel like I have the unique experience and I recommitted purity like to wait for my husband right pretty much right after I decided to pursue my relationship with Christ again back in oh I don't know April of 2014 this was summer after your senior year yeah 2014 so like May May 2014 something yeah and obviously now it's 2019 so I'm coming up on well, I, I've had sex since then, obviously. <laughs> when we got married. <laughs> so when we got married, it had been four years. Yeah, four years since I had had sex with um, my boyfriends outside of marriage. And it, like, for being someone who had experienced it and then not, and then to have sex inside marriage, I can honestly tell you, that if you're having sex outside of marriage, you're wasting your time. Like, it just feels, like, so safe and so, like, comfortable. Like, it doesn't feel like there's any way that this person's going to leave you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like... Uncertain. Uncertain. There's no, like, shame or guilt. Like, I couldn't believe the lack of shame or guilt <laughs> that I felt on our honeymoon. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, like obviously like how much you connect in a relationship which you think you do when you're dating someone and then you're married to someone and it happens and you're like whoa why does this feel so much different and it's because it's happening the way it was always meant to be mm-hmm. and i think that like obviously like society tells us differently and honestly that's fine <laughs> like it's fine that that happens it's just the way that it is but like to know that like the Lord created this in a space that's safe for us mm-hmm. is just so sweet to me. Yeah. Like it's just unreal how loved I feel. Yeah. Because God could have created something and said like, actually, no, you can't have it. Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't have, <laughs> you know, but he could have. Right. And he just did it in a way that that would like complement like his creation which is so beautiful. Right. And I think that <clears throat> it's so casual now to just like have sex. 
It really and, is. And even, not even in dating relationships, like, honestly, I I can't imagine living a life, like, of one-night stands. Like... No. I don't... I don't know. I don't understand how that's, like, fulfilling to people. Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't think it is, truly. Yeah. But... Um, well, they're just trying <clears throat> to fill, like, their whole of purpose. Right. Or, like, I don't know. Right. But, like... Figure something else out. But I think just because, like, it's become so casual that, like, the meaning and the purpose behind sex is just completely gone, like, and lost in, in, our, in our culture. And, like, sex is a big deal. Like, it should be a big deal. It was meant to be a big deal. Like, when God created sex, and, and you look in, in the Bible, like, in the Old Testament, like, marriage was sex. When you had sex, you were married to someone. Yeah. Like that what like I mean that you, that's the way you like consummate marriage but there was no like legal like documents that you signed and stuff. It was like when It was like if you had sex you were married. You were committed to that person for the rest of your life. That's yeah. what <laughs> Like that's the way it was meant to be. And and now like it's just not. Like people don't value it at all. And I think it's because people also don't value themselves. We could go down a whole road of how like how there's just no self-worth in our culture, and be, I think another, I think a big reason for that is because people just have sex, and, and it's not, it doesn't really have a purpose anymore, and I think if you really look at sex with the purpose that it was designed for, and with, and when you wait till marriage to have sex, and then, and then you do, then you kind of understand the purpose, and, and there's some, it's like so much, you respect yourself so much more, because like, that's just right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I know this is like kind of weird to think about, but I was just thinking about like if people valued sex in the way that the Lord like like created it to be, like actually viewed it that way and didn't have sex until marriage and didn't get married until they were committed to each other. Mm -hmm. Like can you imagine how many like what the divorce rate would be? Right. Whoa. Way lower. Can you imagine like how many kids would grow up in like beautiful, mature homes, whoa. Yeah. With both parents, right? <laughs> Can you imagine the amount of single moms that would exist? Whoa, so low. I'm not saying that because you had sex before marriage and you ended up marrying your partner and it worked out for you. I'm not saying you're not the exception. I'm just saying that you and I both know <laughs> that there are plenty of people that it hasn't worked out for. Right. Because it's just so different when you wait mm -hmm. and I, I don't know <laughs> I just feel like it's just so heavy on my heart right now because I see so many broken people and they're either in broken relationships or have to deal with a crappy person that was the partner that helped them birth their child that just isn't there for their child or mm -hmm. like kids die because they're in like awful situations because parents suck like it's just like I can't imagine how much less broken not less broken the world would be because the world's broken but like families yeah families mm -hmm. and I mean I feel like we would almost value each other more too mm -hmm. like yeah for sure we would respect each other more as people yeah can we I've never had a one-night stand before 
But I can't imagine the amount of respect that you don't have for the person when you wake up in the morning. You know, like I just, it's just like, if you are having sex out of outside of a marriage and you don't feel shame, you're lying to yourself. Like, I know what that's like. It's just different. It's just so different. Mm -hmm. And if that's you, don't say that it's too late because I did it. (laughs) There's totally a chance for you. And the truth that Graham said to me four years ago, five years ago, still is the same now. Like, the Lord loves you exactly where you're at. He could never love you more for changing. He could never love you less for being worse. Like, he loves you as much as he ever will right now as you are. And if more people knew about that, if more people stopped believing that they had to be better before they came before him, like, I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. i i didn't mean to make this like a sermon thing but like it's just so true right and even even if you're not a christian and you don't believe in anything that we're talking about like you i mean i think you kind of have to like understand that having sex with someone is like the most intimate and the most vulnerable you can possibly be with someone and then to just like give that part of yourself to someone who doesn't respect you, who doesn't love you, who doesn't care about you whatsoever. And even if even if you are in a relationship and and there and you do love and respect each other, like you just I don't know, just like I don't know if you if people just don't look at it the way that I do, but it's just because it's something that they want though. I know. I mean, I understand that people have desires and and I mean, it's fun and everything, but like but also that intimacy you, is what we crave. Yeah, but if you think about it in a rational way, that if you give that part of yourself to someone and then it doesn't work out, even if you're in a loving, caring relationship, that you might end up getting married to that person. You still don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And and then that person is just walking around and they have a part of your heart, like a part of who you are. Because, yeah. because like that's just what you guys decided to do. Yeah. And I just think that, I don't know. I mean, there's just, I just, I just think there's a lot better ways to do it. Well, there's one better way to do it. (laughs) I don't, I just don't think that people actually crave sex as much as they think they do. I think they crave the intimacy. Yeah. I think that's true. Right. Like, and in the end, if you're not placing your intimacy in the hands of someone that like, respects you and loves you and is committed to you like actually just committed. think about that think about taking your vulnerability okay but like know that i'm talking to us because <laughs> i did this taking your vulnerability and placing it in the hands of someone who only wants your body yeah would you do that in real life in real time if you could take your physical vulnerability as an object and hand it over to someone that you don't trust and you're not committed to. Would you do that? No. Well, I mean, people do it all the time. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying that if we viewed it more like that instead of something that we just wanted at the time, and trust me, I get it. I get the whole, like, in the moment. It's different. Totally got it. Don't put yourself in the moment. Yeah. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth your heart. And it's a lot easier to, I mean, it's easy to sit here and talk about, but also we did it, so... It's possible. <laughs> I mean, I know it's hard. It's very we hard. We know it's hard because we waited. And we're very physical people. <laughs> yes, we so, really are. 
So I, it, it's hard, but man, I can't even tell you how worth it it is. And if, and if you have had sex before marriage and you regret it and, and you don't think, like Sydney said, it's not too late for you at all. I've talked to so many people about yeah, it. God still loves you. There's still, like she, she said she recommitted herself to purity and just because you've had sex before doesn't mean that you can't, you can't still value yourself and, and give the same kind of value to your, to your husband or wife Yeah. when you get to that stage. And I will say that when you do that, like when you decide that the Lord's more important than your, what your flesh desires, like it feels <laughs> like you're still not enough for the person that you find that you're going to be with. Like, I can't tell you, it probably took me two years of telling Graham, like, I don't deserve you because you deserve somebody that waited. Like, it took me so long to forgive myself. Yeah. And then once I did, like, forgave who I was, totally a new person. I had been a new person for years. (laughs) And I finally was just like, I really can't carry this burden anymore because I literally can't change anything that I did. Right. And that's just okay because the Lord loved me like then as much as he does now. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was able to really like pour more of myself into my relationship instead of just telling myself I wasn't enough for Graham because he was a virgin when we met. Like all these technicalities people hold on to, like just start living your life for the Lord, you know? Right. Or just change your life. Again, like it's not just a podcast that the Christians listen listen to, but like... Christians listen. I just, I don't know. It's just totally different. Sex inside of marriage is amazing. Like, I don't mean that in a weird way. Like, for real. Life-changing. Life-altering. It's Yeah, it's definitely worth the wait. Even if it doesn't feel like it in the 30 seconds that it's getting heated, don't do it. Well, I don't, you're getting kind of too uh, in-depth. Okay. Cut that out. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. And like I said, I don't for a second wish that I would have not waited because I'm here now, so. <laughs> yep. We made it. We made Woo-hoo! it. Woohoo! Three and a half years, we made it. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, I just really, I I guess I, I from this podcast, I just really hope that um, if you're a Christian, that you, and you have that. Um, belief that sex should wait until marriage. I hope that you stick with it. I hope you stay strong and and that you respect yourself enough and your future husband or wife to wait. And if you're not a Christian, um, I hope that you may maybe start to look at it in a new way, um, protecting your heart a little bit more, protecting your um, your vulnerability, I guess, and respecting yourself. Because I think that I think that boils down to that too is uh, just have respect for yourself because you're an amazing person and an amazing individual, and the person that has sex with you um, should be the one that is committed to you for the rest of their life because that's what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're a Christian that's having sex, then maybe just listen to this and challenge yourself. I just wanted to, yeah, encourage you guys to really um, let this, like, listen to this with an open heart and open mind because 
We're not coming at you like two people who know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> We're coming at you like very broken people that have been through a lot of the same things as you that right. don't know your story, but that know that the Lord knows exactly where you're at. And that can just, he can just totally transform the way you think and feel about yourself and everything around you. Yep. And if you ever need help, for sure, contact someone that you trust or us, you know? Uh-huh. We're on all the medias. All the socials. All the socials. Yep. Hanses. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> socials, Hanses. Yeah. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast and you think other people would like it as well, We'd really appreciate it if you would give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or uh, download on Spotify. I think that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, or share it. Yeah. Um, yeah Tell but, your friends. But like on Apple, give us a rating. Um, it helps. I think it helps uh, get our podcast up there, recommend it to more people. So if you want to support us, that's a great way to do it, and we appreciate it. And to that girl in Meyer that came up to us and was like, gosh i love oh, your yeah. podcast you made our entire lives <laughs> thank awesome. you so much we're so thankful that you listened to it that was a long time ago but i know i just thought about her yeah i think about <laughs> it sometimes that was the first time that was so awesome yeah, that was wild she was so cool yeah. i don't know who she is yeah but and you're she, awesome like, had a baby and was like a real adult and i, was I know like, oh my god <gasps> we affect people with babies <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone for listening you're the best Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.